الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم لا تقف ما ليس لك به علم إن السمع والبصر والفؤاد كل أولئك كان عنه مسؤولا وقال عز وجل قل للمؤمنين يغضوا من بصارهم وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور وقال الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كتبت على على ابن آدم نصيبه من الزنا مدرك ذلك لا محال العينان زناها النظر والأذنان زناها الاستماع واللسان زناه الكلام واليد زناها البطش والرجل زناها الخطى والقلب يهوي يتمنى ويصدق ذلك الفرج أو يكذبه وهو حديث متفق عليه وهذا لفظ مسلم ورواية البخاري مختصرة وعن سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من وقاه الله شر ما بين لحيه وشر ما بين رجليه دخل الجنة رواه الترمذي وهو حديث حسن وصدق الله العظيم وصدق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إخوة الكرام أيها المسلمون البصر والسمع واللسان والفرج والبطن والأيدي والأرجل كلها لها طرق مباشرة إلى القلب فما تتكلم به تظن أنك ترمي به إلى غيرك وهذا معنى كلمة اللفظ 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 يلفظ يعني رمى يرمي هذا معناه الأصلي تظن أنك ترمي به الغير ولكن حقيقته أن صوته ربما يصدر عنك ويصل إلى غيرك ولكن حقيقته يدرك قلب النفس أولا وبعد ذلك قلوب الغير فلذلك فلذلك تعليمات النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وتعليمات الإسلام يركز على حفظ اللسان لماذا؟ لأنك إذا كان ما يصدر عن لسانك طيبا فيطيب القلب وإن كان ذلك غير طيب فيخبث القلب والقلب الشيء الذي قال عنه الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون إلا من أتى الله به قلب سليم فلذلك عليكم وعلينا حفظ اللسان 
ولذلك عليكم وعلينا حفظ البصر لأن البصر أيضاً له طريقة مباشرة إلى القلب فمن ضاع نظره في الحرام فذلك قلبه مملوء بالخبث وذلك القلب لن يفرح بسماع كلام الله تبارك وتعالى ولن يطمئن للصلاة ولن يذق حلاوة الإيمان وذلك نفس الإيمان الذي هو ثمن النجاة يوم القيامة وإخوتي الكرام أذكركم على الاختصار لكي لا يفوتنا حق من لا يفهم العربي أن الحكومة الأمريكية والحكومة العربية والأعجمية الحكومة في السعودية والحكومة في في قطر والحكومة في الإمارات والحكومة في مصر والحكومة في العراق وفي في الشام وفي باكستان وفي أوزبكستان وفي أي بلد من البلاد كانت كانت سكانها مسلم مسلمين أو غير المسلمين ذلك البلد حكمه ليس بشرع الله تبارك وتعالى بالذات إنما يشرع شرع الله تبارك وتعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى ويبين ذلك شرع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فربما تفتح التلفاز أو تفتح الشاشة أمامك أو تفتح الهاتف الشاشة عندك في الهاتف وتنظر إلى أشياء تبيحها الحكومات ولا يبيحها الله تبارك وتعالى وتظن أنه يفيدك ولا يكون منه ولا يصدر منه إلا الضرر ضرر لك ولزوجك ولأولادك ولأمة المحمدية على صاحبها الصلاة والسلام فلا تظن أن أن أنك تجلس بنفسك إن ربك بالمرصاد وهذا إنذار لي أولا قبل بقية الناس والله هو الستار هو يستر أحوالنا ولكن هذه الشاشات وهذه التلفازات وهذه المناظر العامة في الطرقات وفي المقاهي وفي حتى يعني في المساجد للأسف الشديد كثير منها يحرم يحرم علينا ونحن قبل أن نصيح على الغير علينا أن نحفظ من أبصارنا قل للمؤمنين يغضوا من أبصارهم هذا هو هذا هذا هو الأمر يعني في أولها وباقي يعني يوجد يعني حسبة والأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر وهذه الأمور لكن ليس كل واحد يعني يقدر على ذلك على وجه الإصلاح فخلي تلك الأمور لأهلها ولكن إنكم إنكم أيها المسلمون وإخوة الكرام إنكم أنتم مسؤولون أولا ببصركم قبل أن تسألوا بأبصار الناس وإنكم مسؤولون بسمعكم قبل أن تسألوا بأسماع الناس ونسأل الله تبارك وتعالى التوفيق التوفيق والإصلاح والحفاظ لأن الحفاظ لا يساوي شيء all praises to Allah, all praises to Allah, all praises to Allah who guided us to Islam and to Iman and to his Mubarak house on this Mubarak hour of this Mubarak day and we were not to be guided was it not that Allah had guided us. 
O Allah, to whose praises is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. O Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit, we admit that you're the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his uh, blessed and Mubarak family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their day until the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, he says, say to the believers to lower their gaze. And he says in his book, Jalla wa'ala, don't follow those things that you have no knowledge of. Because indeed, the hearing and the vision and the hearts, all of them, they will be asked about on the Day of Judgment. So many of us think that what we look at and what we listen to and what we think inside of our hearts is not going to be asked about or it's not a deed because you can't see it. It has no material, uh, has no material presence that can be measured by any telescope or microscope or camera or uh, you know, NMR or MRI or something like that. But with Allah Ta'ala, these things actually are more important than the things that have physical that have physical uh, uh, presence with us. And why is it that Allah Ta'ala in this ayah mentions, why is it that Allah Ta'ala in this ayah mentions hearing and vision and then the heart? It seems, it seems like two of these things belong together and one of these things do not. For those of you who've seen Sesame Street before. But there is a logical progression between them. And the logical progression is what? That the first two are the inroads to the third, the heart, the spiritual heart that a person has, there are a number of gates that open up directly into it. And from the most powerful gates are what? The, the vision, the eyesight that you see, and the ears that you hear with, and the, uh, 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 the hands that you grasp with, and the feet that you walk with, the tongue that you speak with, and the stomach that you eat with, and the private parts that a person shares with their, uh, uh, with their spouse. These are all direct inroads into the heart. Meaning, whatever engagement these things have, it will directly affect the heart without any sort of intermediary. And a person might say, well, the tongue, that sounds weird. How can the tongue be uh, something that affects the heart? We think of the tongue as what? We think of the tongue as something that shoots out and hits other people. You know, we say words and other people listen to our words. But the fact of the matter is, and this is, this is, a, very natural, this is a very natural conception, the word love itself, right? The word laf, laf is a word for those of you who speak uh, Urdu or some of the uh, other Ajami languages that have a heavy amount of Arabic uh, vocabulary in them. The word laf, it literally means like to throw. Lafadayalfadu means to throw. The verb means to throw something. So you think you're throwing your words at somebody else, but the fact of the matter is just like you have a you know, CC, there's a carbon copy in an email, that the copy of the email goes to, some, you know, goes to somebody else when, uh, when you send it to the person you intend to send it to, but a copy goes somewhere else. A copy of every single word that you say goes back to your heart. Every single word that you and I say, a copy of it goes to the heart. So if you cuss somebody out, the, 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 the bad words and the evil and the uh, black and the uh, uh, dirty effect of that, it lingers inside of the heart. And if you say something nice to somebody else, the beautiful effect of that also purifies and makes fragrant the heart. All of these inroads to the heart are 
asked about. Allah Ta'ala asked about all of them. Why? Because ultimately, whether you make it to Jannah or not, has nothing to do with where you're from, how you dress, how you look, how you don't look. Ultimately, all of these things are what? It's, when it comes down to the wire, it all has to do with what's inside of your heart. This is why Allah Ta'ala says in His book, that the day of judgment is the day that a person will not be benefited by wealth, nor by uh, a progeny. The only thing they'll be benefited by is a pure heart. A heart that is free of blemish. A heart that is free of defect. So brothers and sisters, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful in monitoring what goes into our heart. And the only way you can do that is what? Is be very careful about monitoring what you say. Be very careful about monitoring what you look at. Be very careful about what, monitoring what you listen to. Be very careful about monitoring what you eat. Be very careful about what you do with your private parts, how you do it and who you do it with. Why? Because all of it is going to affect your heart. All of it is going to affect your heart. The person who has a, a beard and who has no beard, it's no guarantee if you're going to go to Jannah or not. The person, the woman who wears hijab or no hijab, it's no guarantee whether she's going to go to Jannah or not. It's not like there's going to be an angel that says, hijab, yes, go on this line. Hijab, no, go on that line. Beard, yes, go on this line. Beard, no, go on that line. There are some people, they'll have a three foot long beard, they're still going to go to Jahannam. Why am I saying that? Is it because I, do not, I don't consider this to be a sunnah of the Prophet Is it because I don't consider it to be a good thing? Is it because I'm saying that hijab is not farther? In fact, it's very farther. In fact, the beard is a sunnah of the Prophet And it's so well known that the ulama have written in, time and time again their fatwa over the centuries that the person who mocks a beard, that person has mocked the Rasul because it's necessarily known to be from his sunnah. But the idea is this hijab, this beard, this salat, this siyam, this fasting in the month of Ramadan, this zakat, this sadaqah, all of these good deeds are what? They are an attempt by Muslims to use the limbs in order to rectify the heart. If that goal is not achieved, then Yawm Al-Qiyamah will be a failure. It will be a failure. And if a person falls short in some of these ways of trying to rectify the heart and fill it with Iman and fill it with faith, but still the, the, the task is, is, is achieved, even though some of the attempts are not uh, completely fulfilled, then still that person will make it on that day. It will not hurt that person on that day. This is something important to understand. This is from the usul, the basic principles of Islam. Brothers and sisters, today in particular, I want to remind myself first before anybody else, I'm not an angel nor am I, somebody who's divinely protected from error or even close to that, even close to that. Allah, Allah is the one who screens our faults and He's the one who knows what the condition is inside of everybody's heart. So I remind myself first and I remind my brothers and sisters because I'm put in this position that, that this is expected of me. So I remind you with the thing that I remind myself that the eyes, Allah Ta'ala says about the eyes, Allah Ta'ala knows the, 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 the vision which is treacherous. What does treachery mean? You do something and people aren't expecting you to do it and nobody notice. Nobody notice, notices, everyone trusts you. You sit when you think nobody's looking and you steal a glance and Allah was watching. Indeed your Lord was waiting in ambush. You sit in a place and look at somebody you're not supposed to look at. You look at them with a glance that you're not supposed to look at them. Allah Ta'ala knows. Allah Ta'ala sees. Allah is with, with you. He's there with you. And remember, 
Just because the government of a Muslim country or a non-Muslim country doesn't matter. Just because a government says that it's legal to have something on TV or legal to have something on your phone or legal, legal to have something on your computer screen and they don't outlaw it and they don't ban it, it doesn't mean that it's lawful in the law of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Rather, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa it's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that he said that a, a, a person will be tested with their portion of zina. What is zina? Zina is fornication. A person, mashallah, majority of the people in the masjid are, they'll say, alhamdulillah, I may be guilty of many things, but I never had unlawful sexual relations with somebody who is not my uh, uh, lawful spouse. And those who may have slipped up in the past have made tawbah and left this thing behind them. And those who haven't still wish to leave it behind them. Alhamdulillah. But the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa explains something that's very deep. And it's something that makes a lot of sense in the spiritual realm and it also makes a lot of sense in psychology and physiology. Which is what? Allah will test every single person. There's no way of escaping. Allah will test every single person with a portion of zina, with a part of zina. That includes the people who are sitting in the masjid and the one who's standing. It includes our parents, it includes our mashaykh, it includes our elders, our pious and our righteous ones. It includes our uh, children, it includes our brothers and sisters, it includes our family members, it includes everybody. Nobody's going to escape from it. Allah has tested everybody with some portion of zina, with some portion of fornication. And He explains what He means by that. He says what? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that the zina of the eyes is to look at the thing that they're not supposed to look at. Allah knows, Allah Ta'ala knows. These phones, every one of us carried them inside of our pocket, Allah Ta'ala knows. We sit in public places, Allah Ta'ala knows who's looking at what. We have televisions in our homes, we have computers in our homes, and we don't bring it up because it's awkward, and please don't bring it up with one another, but Allah knows. You know, just because you don't bring up and you don't share things with other people, doesn't mean that you should uh, uh, fool yourself about it. Because all of us will have to give account for these things on the Day of Judgment. The zina of the ears is to listen to the voice and to listen to those things, those, the music and the incitement that the person is not supposed to be listening to. The zina of the hand is to touch and grab. And the zina of the feet is to walk towards something. And the heart, I mean, look at the words, right? Yahuwa wa yatamanna. The heart falls into infatuation and falls into desire. Tamanni is from the bab al-tafa'ul. Intense, intense desire for that thing, even the thing that you know you can never have. The heart falls into infatuation and into intense desire. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. It happens to our mashaykh and our ulama, and it happens to the awliya and the salihin, who are people like you and I that it's not going to happen to us. The heart falls into these states. And then afterward, this is the test Allah Ta'ala puts for us, which is the private parts. Are they going to then follow what the eyes did and what the ears did? and what the hands did and what the feet did and what states pass over the heart. Are they going to accept them and make them come true? Or are they going to say, no, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I'm a clean person. I was born in halal. My father didn't commit zina before me, nor did my mother before me. Nor did their fathers and mothers, nor did their fathers and mothers. We are clean people. We are people who are nasab is mahfuz. Our, our lineages are known. We are honorable people, every single one of us. We are people, the one who makes a mistake amongst us, repents, and then Allah Ta'ala blots that mistake out as if it never happened. And we are protected from 
this tribulation, which literally, you, if it's not already the case, you will see a time will come in the lands that we live where more than half of the children, they're born with no nasab. They're born without, without, without lineage. Brothers and sisters, if you think these issues are not going to affect you and I, you are dead wrong. And the proof against you is given by the Messenger of Allah himself. Who said that you will follow the people who came before you hands breath by hands breath. To the point where even if they went into a lizard hole, you're going to go into a lizard hole because they did it. The companions asked the Messenger of Allah wasallam, Oh Messenger of Allah, do you mean the Jews and the Christians? He says, who else could I mean? Who else do you think I mean? Who else would it be? Brothers and sisters, how is it? A person may say, well, I never committed zina in my life, nor did my father before me, and my kids are good kids. First of all, you have no idea what your kids are or what they're not. They're their own people. You have no idea. Just like you were adept at one time of hiding things with, from your parents, they're also adept at it as well. And if you weren't, know that they figured it out by now. The second thing is what? Is that the zina is not something that a person wakes up one morning that I'm praying five times a day and I'm a hafiz of Qur'an and I you know, cry when I hear the recitation of the Qur'an and then some, so one day a person wakes up and says, well, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go and have an affair today. It doesn't work that way. The person who is pious and righteous, that person is protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan, if he wants to get into that fortress, he has to do a lot of planning and he has to do a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight. When a person comes to me in my office, ashamed of the rest of the qawm and weeps and cries about their own mistakes, and weeps and cries about the mistakes of their children and their family members and confides in me those secrets that they don't want other people to know. That's not the day that the mistake happened. What's the day that the mistake happened? The day the mistake happened is when someone opened their eyes and looked at something they weren't supposed to look at. And then that person opened their ears and listened to something that they weren't supposed to listen to. And they used their tongue to say something to somebody that they weren't supposed to say. And in the siyak of the hadith, we can also include that they typed something on WhatsApp or on Facebook Messenger or on uh, uh, Instagram or Twitter or in Snapchat or God knows what other media people have to communicate with one another. That can be used for halal. I'm not saying that they're haram necessarily. But they used that thing that could be used either way. They used it in a way that they knew they weren't supposed to. These things progress one after the other. Allah Ta'ala is so merciful. This thing that He made this, this, this sin. His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us, these are all flag posts. If you pass, one, pass them one after the other, one after the other, then know that you're in, on a road to a wrong place, to a bad place. Brothers and sisters, once the door of zina opens up, what happens? You have children that are raised without a father, you have children that are raised without a mother. You have fights, you have people beating each other, hitting each other, domestic violence, people going to jail. You have children that don't get taught how to pray, but their names are still Muhammad, Abdullah, Fatima, Khadija. The name, the name is the name of the Anbiya. The name is the name of the Ummahat al-Mu'mineen. The name is the name of the companions. The name is the name of the Salihin. But then it pains the heart that the deeds are not the deeds of those people. The deeds are the deeds of the people of Shaitan. The deeds are the people, the deeds of the people of the dunya. The deeds are the deeds of the people of Jahannam. Brothers and sisters, these things don't happen overnight. These things don't happen like, you know, on the, on the flip of a dime. They're not, you know, we find ourselves in situations that it's really hard to resist. Brothers and sisters, there are 10 steps before getting in that situation that a person could have extricated themselves from it. That television that you have, that you watch in your home, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. 
you know, you might think I'm an extremist or whatever. Man, I'm telling you, my father is not a scholar. My mother is not a scholar. I grew up looking very normal. If you see, if my father was here in the masjid, none of you would even be able to tell who he is. He looks like a normal person. You, you don't want to believe I'm one of you, I'm telling you I'm one of you. That's why Allah Ta'ala placed me in this position. That television, get it out of your house. If your children have a TV in their room, you don't know what they're watching in the middle of the night. Get it out of your house, get rid of it. Get rid of it. That computer that people have, that children have, forget about the children that you yourself have in the room. Get rid of it. That phone that you look at when nobody else is looking, get rid of it. Why do you want to poison yourself with these things? Why do you want to poison yourself with these things? Why do you want to poison your heart with these things? Why do you want to make yourself who was born of two parents who said La ilaha illallah or who Allah guided to Islam from amongst the masses of people who are heedless of the name of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Why do you want to dilute that? Why do you want to sully it? Why do you want to dirty it? Is there any television show or Netflix special that's worth that? A person will be with the one who he loves. I mean, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, everybody makes decisions. If you want the Quran to be inside of your, inside of your heart, to be sweet when you listen to it, you know, how can you look at those things? How can you listen to those things? These are choices we make, brothers and sisters, and they have consequences. They have consequences. Yom al-Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will sort people out based on the choices that, that, that they made. So I get it. I used to watch a lot of television at one time. It's entertaining for me as well. Movies are entertaining for me as well. I also like to see beautiful things and beautiful people just like anybody else does. But brothers and sisters, is the cost worth it that Allah Ta'ala who says, that, that Allah Ta'ala about whom the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Allah is pure and He doesn't accept anything other than that which is pure. That you want the filth and the khabatha and the najis of haram to enter into your heart because of those things? Brothers and sisters, if somebody has poisoned their eyes with these things, there's none of us, none of us are pure from it. Don't share your sins with others. We're not Christians that we go and confess. Just confess to Allah Ta'ala, don't tell anybody. If you slip up, if it happens, don't, don't be istiqmustaqim, don't be steadfast on the path of, of, of evil. Don't be steadfast on the path of shaitan. Go, make wudu. Wash your eyes with the, the water of wudu. Wash your ears with the water of wudu. Make ghusl. Wash your body with the water of ghusl. And feel inside of your heart that Allah Ta'ala is removing, cleans, cleansing you of this evil. And after that, what is the commandment of Allah Ta'ala? Is what is that when you commit a sin, follow it with a good deed. Come into the house of Allah. Look at the walls of the house of Allah Ta'ala. Look what a beautiful masjid this is. Just like it's a sin to look at something haram and it poisons the heart, just looking at this masjid is an act of worship. Just looking at the house of Allah Ta'ala is an act of worship. Look at these, this masjid. Look, open the mushaf, look at the words Alif Lam Mim. Look at the words. Look at the words of the book of Allah Ta'ala, the beautiful words Allah Ta'ala says to the Prophet say to my slaves that have committed excess against themselves, don't ever give up in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins. Indeed, Allah Ta'ala was always forgiving and always merciful. 
look at them and have that good feeling. We don't don't go around like the Nasara laden with guilt that you know you you know that you need someone to uh, you know die for your sins and all this other stuff. Allah all forgives you. The fact that you feel bad about it is a sign Allah wants to forgive you. Fill your eyes with these beautiful things. Right? Get married. Those of you who are married, go look at your wife. Go look at your husband. Go enjoy yourself. Don't you know that just how much, imagine how much uh, 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 sin a person gets for looking at somebody who's haram for them. And how much sin a person gets for committing zina with somebody who's haram for them. That's how much reward you get for looking at your wife, looking at your husband. That's how much reward you get for, for uh, uh, fulfilling your desire with your wife and with your husband. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the Prophet said this to them. And they were surprised, how is this? How is this possible that a person will get reward for uh, fulfilling their desires with their spouse? And the Rasulullah says, not only will they get reward, just as much punishment as a person would have received for zina, that's how much reward a person will, will get for fulfilling their desires with their lawful spouse. Brothers and sisters, there are so many things. Once this floodgate opens, that a person is, relaxes what they look at and what they listen to, what they touch, what they type, all of these things. And once shaitan gets a person to cross the line into zina, I promise you, theft, murder, apostasy, all of these things, the only way they become possible is after having crossed that line. If our families remain intact, husband and wife remain intact, parents and children remain intact, how can parents and children remain intact if husband and wife are not intact? If these things remain intact, I promise you, shaitan will have a very difficult time assailing us. And even if there is difficulty, the solution is easy. These uh, issues, once uh, this, uh, uh, this fortress is broken into by shaitan, after that, then thereafter to, to solve them, it becomes very difficult. Sometimes it becomes nearly impossible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be our protection. Wallillahi alhamdulillah, sallallahu ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.